Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster, here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? Oh, you know, hanging in there. Oh, that doesn't sound promising. Oh, well, you know, there's a lot to worry about in the world today. I, well, is this uh, wedded bliss has already found, uh, already hit the, the rocks? I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks. <laughs> no, that's my anchor. Oh, okay. That's my anchor. Otherwise, I'd be flipping the fuck out right now. Uh, all right well um there's lots to talk about as usual Mm -hmm. so what do you want to start with well i'm tired of sending money to ukraine and then finding out that the ukraine had a reporter assassinated and the u.s was like hey that's bad don't do that I didn't hear about this at all. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, uh, here, I better pull it up. Cause this is, this is, you don't want to get this wrong, you know? Uh, yeah. I, and I don't know if this is related to what happened a couple of weeks ago. Cause they, there's a, uh, Russian, um, speak scientist who Putin likes a lot and he does a lot of speaking tours around Russia. Mm-hmm. And, and his daughter is also, um, you know, part of the, you know, the cult of personality, I guess. And yeah. there was a car bomb that was supposed to kill him and her. And at the last minute, he didn't get in the car and she did. And he watched as her car blew up. Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. Right. So I don't know if this is the same thing, but they're basically saying, yeah, well, Ukraine it was behind it for sure. So, let's uh, OK, that. well, that I that I could see. Okay. But I didn't know she was a reporter. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. So vamp a little bit. <laughs> well, how much of this? Um, how much of this nuclear threat do you think? I mean, Putin hasn't come right out and said it. He hasn't come out and said, "Yeah, we'll use nukes." You know, he's just he's sort of posturing and saber rattling. Rattling. What do you think the chances would be, even if in this area, these areas where they've had this so-called legitimate vote? And the Ukraine went, and those parts of Ukraine voted to join Russia, which I don't buy for a second. But uh, even if that could happen, what do you think the chances are he would use tactical nuclear weapons even if those areas fell back into Ukrainian hands? I don't know. I mean, this whole kind of war seems odd. Like, it just doesn't seem, I mean, maybe it's the timing of it's because, you know, he sees America as weak and uh, Europe as weak and um that this was the right time but as soon as he saw i don't know the fact that we're just throwing so much money at it as a proxy it's like uh, I, I think he would have kind of well you know what no because he to save face he can't just give up because the whole thing is uh Zelensky, what's his name not Zelensky. yeah Zelensky. He, uh he just came out and said nope there's gonna be no peace peace talks again he came out and said that and um 
Well, that's because he feels like he's winning right now. Well, and also, I think he's getting pressure from from our side saying, no, you're not going to piece. We're giving you billions of dollars to fight. So fucking fight. Um, but uh, and then you hear what happened with Elon Musk uh, saying, coming out and saying, you know, hey, you know, they should broker a deal and they should give up you know, some of the territory to Russia. You hear about that, right? No. Yeah. He just came out and, and I don't know if it was a tweet or something. But he basically came out and said, yeah, enough with the war already. You know, sit down, have peace talks, you know, give up some territories that are Russian, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Lindsey Graham comes out and, you know, says, oh, you know, we're going to we're going to withhold funding from from uh, your company, Elon, if you keep talking like that. And, you know, it's like, you know, like shoots back and says, yeah, what what funding? I don't take funding. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not in those words, but that's basically Lindsey fucking Graham needs to shut up. Yeah. I'm tired of that guy. Yep. Oh, my God. All right, here we go. Here's the story. This is on WashingtonExaminer.com. Journalist executed by... Oh, my computer's slow all of a sudden. Uh, Did you you hear any of that about uh, Elon talking talking about the war? No, uh, not on that specifically. I mean, he talks on a lot of stuff. I certainly wouldn't, if I was Ukraine, I wouldn't want to negotiate to give up any of that land you know well, but the problem is they there really is our regions of ukraine that are like russian and well russian, and, and they 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 have banned people from even speaking russian but you don't not you and i don't actually know that we don't know that you know i mean we, that's we, what we're told yeah i guess we just got to base it on the preponderance of what you know the people you trust say i guess i don't know who i trust in the media anymore but yeah, now my computer's not but uh, I think I I wouldn't be surprised to hear that Elon Musk chimed in on it as he chimes in on most things. I do think it's time for peace talks, though. But, you know, I, I think Putin needs to think about, um, is he close to losing power? Because this isn't a war that he can afford to lose because Ukraine was supposed to be something that the vaunted Russian army could just roll through. Yeah. And, and now, now it looks like, now now it looks like Ukrainian scripting people. Yeah, Ukrainian soldiers are fighting back. And again, you know, you can't you can't know how much of this stuff is true, but they're interviewing, you know, these Russians who are like, you know, I'm not going to fight a war against people I don't have any, I don't have any beef with. I mean, they've got people who are um, fleeing the country, like fighting age men just fleeing the country and you've got they've got other ones who are like breaking their own bones so they can't go. Yeah. Um, and so I'm thinking, even if he adds 300,000 troops, uh, when they're conscripts, they're just not going to be of good quality, you know? Yeah. And a lot of them probably don't even want to fight. Well, I heard a take from Tim Poole saying, you know, he thinks perfectly, um, Putin might be perfectly willing to use tax, small tax, small yield tactical nukes. And, um, and if he uses um, on Ukraine or whatever, there's not going to be retaliation from the U.S. or from Europe. Um, oh, I see. I don't believe that for a second. Because what he's saying is, who these guys aren't part of a um, whatever they not the is it NATO? They they aren't yeah, actually part NATO. of NATO, and we're not going to give up. You know, we're not going to nuke something in Russia, or we're not going to retaliate against Russian firing a nuke by firing our own nukes. So we're not going to start, you know, international global nuclear war over this. Even if he uses small yield tactical nukes on on Ukraine, we might up an actual, you know, um, put forces over there, but we're not going to launch nukes. But you know what, Tim says that, but we've got fucking Biden in the White House. Yeah, but Tim Pool, I mean, he's got a lot of sources, but God, he throws out more opinions than Elon Musk does. 
Yeah. And and he says them as if he's such an authority on stuff. Oh, yeah. He's, he's pretty arrogant, but, you know. Well, I mean, he's got a right to be pretty yeah. cocky with the little empire he's built. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he just throws that stuff out there. I If if the Russians use tactical nukes on people in a war, they're, they got to know there's blowback coming for them. It's already an unpopular war there anyway. Yeah. So... I don't know. I've heard I've heard everything from, you know, always oh, just bluffing to he's got people in his own sphere that would take him out before they let that happen. I mean, you just it's such a wide spectrum. I don't know what to believe. Yeah, and supposedly so, there's there's already proof that uh Russians have targeted civilian um areas not just like accidental, you know, not like uh um what's it called when you kill civilians on accident when you're going after targets oh um collateral damage yeah it's not supposedly not collateral they're targeting and it's proved proven and all that but like you said who do you trust in these kind of things yeah again i don't i don't trust any of that ukrainian uh i don't trust Zelensky at all i mean he's uh he he's a former actor and comedian and Oh, corrupt I mean, shit. he knows the, how to use the barisma and all that shit going on over there it's like it's a it's a hot bit of corruption over there yeah, he knows how to use the media too. I mean, like I saw some story the other day. They found um, they found a bin of like gold teeth, you know, that had been pulled out of people that had been shot or whatever. And but you know, you don't hear the story about the mass grave that they came from. And I I I don't know. There's just there's enough stuff going on over there that I'm just like we shouldn't be any part of it. I don't mind sending them some money and some weapons and stuff like that. But once we do it to a certain extent, then we just need to be done. If it's Europe's if we're, war to fight. we're providing the weapons to 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 make them be able to carry out that war, we're in, I mean we're part of the war. I, I don't understand how we can say that we're not. Well, we're just providing uh, aid and 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 money. We're not just providing money. We're providing technical and military resources to them. So it's like, are are we not actually part of the war at this point? A war? Well, against are, Russia? are we? I mean, are we providing the the actual weapons, or are we giving them enough money so they can buy it from like Lockheed Martin? You know. Yeah, I think we're providing the weapons is what I think we're doing. But I could yeah, I don't know. But regardless, I don't have a problem with doing that stuff. But after a but to a point, you have to say, okay, but now we're done. You know, if my kids keep coming asking me for money, eventually I'm going to say, get your own damn money. You know. Yeah. So well, I don't mind helping other countries, especially when, you know, someone kind of bullies them like that. But what are, you know, you got to put some limits on it. At some yeah. point you got to stop. Well, we're flying blind tonight. I've been, this whole time we've been talking, I've been trying to get any website to function on my computer and nothing's happening. So, well, it's not like we can't handle flying blind. We've done it before. Yeah. Just talking out of so, our ass. Um, have you heard to change the subject here, all this stuff about uh, Herschel Walker now? Yeah, that he Running. supposedly paid an ex-girlfriend to have an abortion. Is that the deal? Yeah. So here's what I find funny about this. Um, first of all, you know, of course they're pulling this out when it looks like he's gotten ahead of Raphael Warnock. Mm-hmm. But just from from someone on the right, I would like to hear me being someone on the right. I want to hear someone on the left's opinion about why this is bad that Herschel Walker may have paid for an abortion and he's got a uh, very strict anti-abortion stance 
because I know to you and me why that would matter, because we don't like hypocrisy. But the left doesn't care about hypocrisy. They never have. And even so, all that means is, okay, so maybe Herschel Walker did pay for an abortion for his group. Wouldn't that make him pro-abortion then? Isn't that what they want? Yeah, but they understand that hypocrisy for everybody else is important. So, so yeah. they, they're using they're using our weapon against us. That's what they're doing with this. Yeah, but it's a weapon that doesn't work against them. So we should just go. Eh, don't care. Yeah, but we do. That's the problem. I know, but if we just said no, nah, I don't care, then they would say, well, it's well. I mean, if it turned out to be true, I would care. That's the problem. I mean, I'm not like them. I'm not a hypocrite. Well, I don't want to say I'm a hypocrite on it. I think uh, that's certainly a concerning stance, but the question would be, when did that happen? Right, and that that, would, there is context that would definitely... If that happened when he was a 20-year-old kid playing college football, um, you know, with a, rising, with a rising star and everything, I'm not saying that makes it right. I'm saying I also don't expect 20-year-olds to make, uh, you know, great decisions. I also don't think that people are are perfect and people make mistakes. And we keep trying to call people out for every single mistake they've ever made. I also think people's opinions are allowed to evolve over time. Oh, yeah. He yeah. may have said, yeah, I paid for that abortion when, you know, I was 20 years old. And it's bothered me ever since. And because of that, I have a, a very anti-abortion stance now. I mean... Well, that'd be fine I and just, dandy, but owning up to your past is one thing, but trying to hide it, that, that's thats another issue. That's, that's the problem, I think, with this. Well, but did he try and hide it? I mean, did he try and conceal it? We don't know any of this stuff. Yeah. And I'm not trying to defend the guy. I just think it's funny that the left uses this stuff when really he's just doing what they would have actually wanted him to do anyway. Yeah. So... It's funny if uh, if uh, Megan McCain or um, you know Mitt Romney or John McCain or not Megan McCain um, who's the who's the Cheney chick? Um, Cheney, Liz? Yeah, uh, Cheney's daughter. Oh, who the yeah. Wyoming representative? Isn't that, who's isn't that Liz Cheney? Liz Cheney. Yeah. Okay. Um, so John McCain, Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney. They all, all, the left loves them when they agree with them. And then, you know, when they don't, they're racist bigot. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, just, you know, if, if in this case, Herschel Walker did do that, I think if I was them, I'd be celebrating it, wouldn't you? Because he just did what you've wanted all along. Yeah, but that's you know? not how they work. <laughs> that's how they work. They, that's because they love it when people agree with them. The only reason they're bringing this up now is they. Yeah, but he they, doesn't agree. They with know. Them. They know to us that hypocrisy matters, but to them the it thing doesn't. Is he's so not admitting funny. he did it. He's not celebrating it. He's not saying, "Yeah, that, I did it," and it's something everybody should be able to do. And that's that's what that's what the problem is. It's well, it's we not about know. it's not about actions with them. It's about it's a, it's about um, you know bowing to their to their uh, you know their authority or their. Um, their dogma or whatever it's like saying it's it's spreading their message that they're that's important to them it's not uh, it's not what you do it's what you say and, and and getting that message out there well i get that but we also don't know for sure that he did this because you know people say oh well uh you know he had this abortion well he has he has another child with this woman apparently yeah 
He, and he's denying so, it. So, and there's, what's that? He's denying it, and there's no, you know, there's no concrete proof, I guess, as far as I know. Yeah, and they're showing a picture of a check from him. Yeah. Um. Well, didn't this? Isn't this something like it occurred like fifteen years ago or something like that? Yeah. I'm, I'm a little. That seems like dubious that she would hang on to that picture of that check for that long. As well as, we don't know that that check, did he fill out the little notes at the bottom that said, for your abortion? You know, I mean, if this is a woman he actually has kids with, isn't it conceivable he could have could given her money for anything? Right. Again, not trying to defend the guy. I'm just saying, let's just figure out all the facts here, you know? Yeah. And I'm saying, uh, as a person who's anti-abortion and a person who's conservative, uh, if I lived in Georgia and I found out he had paid for an abortion 15 years ago and he lied about it, but now he has a anti-abortion stance, I would say, you know what, it's okay for me. And I'd vote for him because though that would disturb me a little on the whole, which is how I think you have to judge people, his uh, views would align more with mine than Raphael Warnock's would. Hmm. You know, yeah, and we get these people who are these one-issue voters, and it drives me nuts. It's not leading anywhere good. Well, that's so. pretty much every ad now is is um, in Minnesota here. So Scott Jensen wants to uh, ban abortions. You know, that's all they're that's all they're going after. And then Keith Ellison comes out and uh, talks about uh, uh, guns. You know, so guns and abortion is what you know they're they're bred. Oh yeah, the environment too. So the well, you know, the, let, the, 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 the holy trinity of the leftist, uh, you know, doctrine. Let's talk about those things as relates to Minnesota. Um, and uh, you know, it, I understand that the ads are saying Scott jo Scott Jensen wants to ban abortion, and he very well might, but he can't. Right. As a governor, he can't do it. You need to have the legislature put the bill in place. And right now, Minnesota is the only state, or uh, probably still is. I don't know if it still is, but. Uh, as of the last election cycle, was the only state in the union with a uh, split uh, governor uh, um, government. And, yeah, House and Senate. House one way, Senate the other. We're the only one that's like that. No, not all states have both parties in there, and some of them meet only tw every two years. But regardless, we're split here. Um, that's probably not going to change anytime soon. So. Unless you get enough people to pass the law that says we're going to make we're going to ban abortion in Minnesota, and Scott Jensen's governor and signs it, he can't just he can't just unilaterally do it. Which is, you know, how the left views power. That's what they're trying to do. I mean, uh, Biden just came out today and said uh, he's going to pardon um, thousands of of uh, marijuana people in right. uh, prison for marijuana yeah. crimes, which I honestly, if it's just marijuana, I don't care about, but well, as but long the point as they're not selling to kids or whatever. Yeah. The left looks at power that way. It's absolute. And it's the, the guy in charge should be able to do this. They don't really like this whole Republic idea, you know, other than to say, this is what democracy looks like when a president signs an executive order. Yeah. You know, well, but, oh. but, Minnesota is, yeah, the Repu or the Democrats here are very much running on, if we put Republicans in power, they're going to ban abortion, which is never going to happen in the state of Minnesota. And uh, like you said, Keith Ellison now is trying to distract with this gun thing. He's not actually suing its fleet farm. 
Um, but he's basically written them a sternly worded letter um, because some guy bought 44 guns in the span of, I think it was, uh, what, three months? And they've been tied to straw purchases. 27 of those guns, I believe, were bought at four different fleet farms. But every one of these things passed the the uh, FBI sniff test. Every one of them. ATF even came out and said, Fleet Farm didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And Ellison is making an issue out of this because he wants to look like he's tough on crime now. With, you know, a month to go before the elections. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got the... Uh the uh, computer up again. So I think this was what we were talking about with the car bombing, I think. Well, no, actually no. So this is from um, Washington Examiner, uh, a report released on Wednesday by, by a press freedom group found that Russian forces executed a Ukrainian photojournalist and his friend in cold blood in the early weeks of the war in Ukraine. Okay. This is a new story, I guess. Investigation conducted by the nonprofit group reporters without borders. Well, yeah. How trustworthy is that? I don't know. Found that the photographer Max Levin was shot twice in the head and once in the chest by Russian soldiers in a forest north of Kiev on March 13. Levin's friend, Oleski Sherzhov, a Ukrainian soldier, accompanied Levin on the trip to retrieve a lost photograph photography drone that was burned and was burned alive by Russian troops before being shot dead. So They're probably going to say it was a, it was a suicide. The uh, one guy shot himself uh, once in the once in the chest and twice in the head. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, analysis of the photos of the crime scene, the observations made on the spot, and the material evidence recovered clearly point to an execution that may have been preceded by interrogation or even acts of torture. Uh, Christopher Delior, Secretary General of Reporters Without Borders, said, um, "Yeah, uh, yeah, it might be. This might actually be true." So, but yeah, I mean, not only that, but we ha- also have the story that, that we were talking about where, um, the United States intelligence believes that it was, uh, parts of the Ukrainian government that authorized the car bomb attack in Moscow that killed that daughter of the, uh, what is the, the scientist the, or nat- the Russian the national, yeah, the Russian nationalist scientist that Putin supporter. Yeah. It was yeah. a big speaker, a big supporter of Putin and, 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 uh, you know, nationalism for Russia and all that and Russia. And, uh, uh, and so now there's two instances of basically war crimes and they're like, well, you know, and then we ha- also have that, uh, uh, that what's the uh, battalion, the Askov battalion. That's supposed to be, you know, neo-Nazis basically that, and, and, it's pretty much admitted to that too. The, the Ukrainians say, yeah, we got that, but you know, you know, they're under control. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't know if it's, you know, if your country is being attacked by somebody else and you sneak into that country and blow something up, um, is that really a war crime? Yeah. Because you're going after civilians. Well, I get it. And, uh, it's not what I would prefer to do, but if they're going after your civilians and that's one way to make them stop, you know, um, and then, you know, the other thing is this whole thing about the, you know, these neo-Nazis and, you know, people killing each other in in terrible ways in other countries. I think people over here get too used to the idea that life is pretty good in the United States. And they think that in the rest of the world, things are like this. And most of the world 
is a shitty place. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it may not be um, that because it's war torn or anything like that. But, you know, when I was in uh, when I was in Montenegro on my on my trip last month, uh, it is a beautiful place that, uh, you know, five or ten years ago only had running water for four hours of the day. You know? Yeah. I mean, a third of the world still shits outside. Well, we're getting you there. Know? We're getting there. A lot of uh, San Francisco and downtown Minneapolis and St. Paul shits outside, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> at least in the summer. Yeah, but no more so than haven't been already. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just, it used to be illegal. Now they just go, well, you know, they used to hide it, at least under bridges and overpasses where you couldn't see it. Now they're just out, <laughs> out in the streets dropping, dropping the drawers and shitting, which I see now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting though. I've said all along, oh, and I want to call, I want to do a callback to something else that was right about in a minute here. But, um, you know, I, I do think the electoral process, uh, I still have some faith in the system when I see how some of the polls and they get polls wrong all the time. So I'm not just going to say they were right when they're looking good for, you know, the right, but, um, you look around at some of these races that shouldn't be races. Um, Right now, the the Republican candidate in, for governor in Oregon is leading. You know, there's uh, Washington may lose one of their senators to the Republicans. Um, I heard something the other day where Kathy Hochul, who's the appointed uh, um, governor of New York, because she's in after Cuomo left mm-hmm. after his uh, sexual impropriety scandal. Yep. And they say, well, this uh, guy who's ri- running against her, they were talking about this on the five. Uh, Jessica Tarloff was saying, look, you know, Hochul's still got a 10-point lead. She's going to win that race. And they're like, and Greg Gutfeld came back with, but he should. this shouldn't even be a race for the Democrats. Should, this guy shouldn't be, uh, I can't remember the Republican candidate's name. He's yeah. a, um He's a either former congressman or a current congressman or state senator or something like that. He's, I mean, a politician, but he's uh, he's actually making a race out of it. That should not be the case for governor of New York, you yeah. know. And uh, there's some seats that are going to flip, and I, they are finally getting to the point where I think a very large portion of the country is going. We've just had it, and one of the one of the pollsters brought up the idea, you know, these polls say one thing and how have they been so wrong before? And they said, because it's very likely that a lot of Democrats when asked for voting for Trump, for example, and they said, who are you going to vote for? And they're like, Oh, Clinton, because they would never dream of voting for Trump. Right. (laughs) No way. And then they went and voted for Trump. Hmm. But if you ask them, they're not going to say they're going to vote for him, you know, because they're Democrats and their friends would hate him. So, well, I just I saw know. a report uh, going back to uh, funding the war. Joe yeah. Biden's administration is sending a fresh package of 625 million in howitzers and other military equipment to Ukraine to help the country defend against Russia. <laughs> yeah, but I guess my question is: Is that money that we gave them and they bought it from Lockheed Martin? Is it money that or companies like that? Is it money that our government took and bought that stuff in the shipping there, or is it? stuff we already had yeah this sounds like it's actual equipment not just money for equipment like equipment that we know but had. i mean are you saying i understand that that we paid for, we 
Okay. We have all of that equipment just sitting around and we send it to them or did we buy well, new if, stuff? If we pay some Lockheed Martin for the equipment and then the equipment gets sent to Ukraine, it's it's stuff we paid for to give to them. It's ours that we right. gave to them. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, it's a distinction without a difference, really. But yeah, probably. I'd be interested to know. Yeah. So. Did you see uh, Kanye West uh, um, fashion show where him and Candace Owens were, and, and a lot of his uh, black models, runway models, were wearing uh, white Live Matter shirts? Yeah, I, I heard <laughs> something about that, and I saw a picture of him with the white Lives Matter shirt on. Yeah. Well, on yeah, Instagram, I, Kanye goes, uh, everyone knows that Black Lives Matter was a scam, and now it's over. You're welcome. So I, I don't know. He's he's a he's a weird guy. Yeah, it is. I mean, it was a scam. You oh, know, all that money's that. gone. Yep. Yep. Well, they were just asking the other day on uh, uh, John Justice's morning show. They said, "Where is Black Lives Matter now? Where are they?" Oh yeah, they're they're laying low. There's a lot of uh, nonsense going on yeah. still, and the, and they're still getting investigated. And uh, half of not even half of what they've probably uh, fraudulently done is going to get exposed, but. Um, I want to, like I said, I want to do the callback to the thing I was right about. Okay. Okay. Uh, we are within five years, I think, of several states, more than five or six, having a wide open school choice and basically the end of public schools in those states. And the reason I say that is you're starting to see a lot of, you know, parents with the means to move kids out of public schools, moving them to um uh private schools we've seen that coming for a long time i mean that's nothing new yeah but now there are there are a lot of people saying um you know a lot of minorities who are coming out and saying well hey wait a second i think these schools suck too why can't i move my kids you know mm-hmm. why does the state have this money and they're not allowed allowing me to use it and if you tell me that I can't do that. Well, then you're a racist. You're doing it because I'm a, I'm a brown or black person. And the left is starting to go, shit, they're not supposed to turn on us. So it is what I predicted, you know, for the last couple of years, I think it's starting to come true because you're actually starting to hear some buzz from minority students who many of them are conservative families but they're starting to say, hey, look, if we can't get our kids out of these schools, if you're not going to let us use the tax money that you're allocating to our kids at another school, then you're a bigot. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the worst thing that the left can be called. And so they're struggling and trying to go, well, shit, what are we going to do? You know, because you can flat out tell the teachers union if they oppose it, they oppose it because they're racists. <laughs> and they're terrified of being called that. So I think you're going to see in some of these, and I don't think it'll happen in real conservative states, and it certainly won't happen in real liberal states, but I can see some states like, you know, a Kansas or a Colorado, you know, who's just trying to find like the, 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 um, the middle sort of saying, okay, okay, we'll let, we'll let uh, you guys take some of that money and go to um, a better public schools. You know, you can't necessarily use it for private schools. And the Supreme Court's going to step in and say, we already did this. You can't say you can have state money for public schools, but not private schools. Yeah. 
And so they'll start shipping some of their kids out, and the shitty schools will get shittier even faster. And some of the good public schools will get a, will get a little better because they're already good and they're getting some more funding. And they're getting kids whose parents want to get them out of bad schools. But I see the beginning of the end for public schools as we know it, and I think that would be a great thing. So you don't think it's going to be like a case of more balkanization where we're going to have just areas of areas of hard right and areas of hard left and there's going to be these skirmishes. You don't see that. You see it kind of like evening out. I don't, you know, I, I don't really start. I don't think we're going to have skirmishes like, you know, the little militias and stuff like that, because I think on the whole people here don't have the stomach for that. Hmm. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to be fighting in militia-based house-to-house little skirmishes with their neighbors. No, they don't want to do that, you know. Um, I do think there will be issues in, you know, some areas like bigger cities. But I also think people are leaving bigger cities. And I think you'll see bigger cities start to just kind of collapse. Yeah, and by so. collapse, I mean do what Detroit did. You know, the... The economy will leave those cities. A lot of people will move out, and they'll just never be the places they were ever again. Yeah. Well, the whole social experiment of packing people on top of each other in like sardine boxes is it's proven to be pretty, uh, you know, pretty unhealthy <laughs> for well, society and, really, and for actual health. What you really find physical. is when you, yeah, when you don't have people crowded on top of each other, crime goes down pretty fast. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, you know, who do we cram? And it's this you know, central can, planning. It's this communist kind of attitude. It all boils down to that. Well, and this will, this will lead to me being called a racist, but, uh, by many people. And I'm not, I'm not going to even try and fight that. I'm going to say, look, just look at the numbers. But you and I have talked about this before that, uh, black men make up 6% of the population. Right. From one day to 99 years old, whatever they are. And what you're finding is that a segment of that uh, population, roughly, you know, 15 to 50, uh, is committing 50% or more of the violent crime in the United States. Yeah. And no, it's not all of them, uh, but it tends to be in these urban areas where they are packed in together, you know? So it's not, you can say it's racist. It's not racist. It's, it's a certain race in a certain area under certain circumstances. And you can say it's the system, you know, the legal system, but the numbers won't bear that out because you don't see large amounts of white people being, getting off from violent crimes that black people are subject to penal penalty for rooster 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 you're speaking from a place of privilege and you're not no, seeing that no, 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 whiteness nope, as a system nope, as whole no 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 system it's no, the no, whole no, system no you're not allowed uh, to speak from, that from, nonsense from, from, from in my baby presence. to um to, to no, old person no there, it's it's the white privilege that's causing no, all this nope no that's a ridiculous argument i won't tolerate it well that he, just shows your privilege <laughs> no it doesn't I mean, you're just, uh, you're literally making my point. No, I'm not. No, you're literally making my point for me. <laughs> no, see, you can just keep saying a thing over and over. It doesn't make it true. Well, I'm doing, I'm doing what, what the leftists do. I'm, I'm, I'm making oh, no, a leftist I know. argument. I know exactly what you're doing because I know you, but 
my point is we have to start saying, much like that one British woman did on Don Lemon's show, we just have to say, no, we're not tolerating this bull- these bullshit arguments anymore. Yeah. Not taking it. Well, if this, and if so it, they can't they can't say that because there are not a huge amount of white people getting off from the there aren't tons of white people who got off for rape that black people went to prison for. Okay. That and you know that you were, know of that you know of even Rooster. if there were okay, stop being facetious. I mean this is the even argument they have to argue against. They're not I know what they're gonna rational. say and I don't I don't care for the argument. It, I'm making my point. It, it doesn't matter that you care. That's the problem. We we know what they're gonna say. The point is that if that were true, white men of the same ages, 15 to 50, make up what percentage of the population? If they were doing it at a third of the rate that those black people, again, mostly men in the inner cities um, are doing, the crime rate would be off the charts, you know, but it's not. And so my point is it's not about race. And it's not about economics. It's about shoving all these people in bad living conditions, uh, you know, in big cities all around the country. And it's not going to work to just plant more trees or have more diversity training. It's not going to work. What we need to do is stop having all of these people living on top of each other. Well, and to your point, we need to stop having these conversations that act as if the the points they're making are are something that we have to address because there's validity to them because there isn't. And we have to at some point go, this is we're done. We've had this discussion and it's not even a discussion worth having because all we're doing by sitting and putting and and sitting on our hands and letting you finish, you know, your 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 screed is that we're just humoring you because it's not productive to just sit there and let these fuckers spew this shit. And, and, and what they're very good at, like I was trying to do, shut you down, shut you down and make it so that you're drowned out so that, uh, that, you know, your voice doesn't get heard. And, and, and they, they appeal to emotion and they appeal to, you know, these sound bites and this, this, uh, um, you know, this, uh, cult of personality kind of thing. And, uh, and that's what they do, but we, we, we kind of have to cut through it and it's, it's hard well, to do. And we just have to look at them and say, you're, you're not a serious person. I can't take what you're saying seriously. You know, you have nothing to back this up. It's all based on how you feel. You know, you have no data whatsoever. Well, there- you can't, you can't answer my my evidence with, well, that's just your privilege. But there is, you know? there is a school of thought, like, you know, how uh, it started with, um, Ben Shapiro saying, Hey, you know, um, facts don't care about your feelings. And you know, that was kind of a thing for a while and more and more people are going, but you know what? Feelings don't care about your facts either. You know, it's like, it's like you have to see the other side of it that you can't just come at these people with the, with the facts and empirical data and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter to them. So you have to kind of appeal to them emotionally somehow too. So you have to figure out how to do that. You know? Well, and I think you just tell them, do it by telling them they're not serious. You know, you, you get them flustered and say, look, I'm, I'm not accepting your argument. Matt Walsh had a great thing about this. He said, uh, you know, when people say, oh, well, if you don't think trans people should be allowed to do all this stuff, then you are, then you are a, you're a bigot. 
And he said, okay, if that's what you want to call me based on your definitions, fine. The point is trans people shouldn't be allowed in schools with my kid. You know? Yeah. Well, the, so, a good example of seeing this in, in practice is if you watch any of the videos of the the protests or the rallies, either the left or the right, you see the the leftist rallies or protests and you see a conservative or even not a conservative, just a reporter, somebody that doesn't have a conservative, um, you know, bent or, or, or history will go there mm-hmm. and they'll say, hey, tell me what this is about. And the person will go, what's this for? Well, I'm just documenting what's happening. No, we're not talking to you. And then if they find out for sure that or they suspect that you're somebody on the right, they'll start whistling or banging drums um, or or if somebody starts talking to you, they'll come up and say, hey, you can't, talk, you know, no, don't talk to this person. Don't engage because they understand that they can't win an argument and they end up looking stupid. So their response to this point is just to make a bunch of noise or 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 shut them out. And then if you go over to the conservative side, the conservatives are like there's a liberal over that that thinks that they want to try to change your mind. They're like, bring them over, let them talk. You know, yeah. As long as they're respectful and don't screech at us, we'll we'll, we'll have a we'll have a discussion. But I think at the same it, point, yeah. at the same point, if someone wants to uh, screech at you and think they think that'll shut you down, then do it back to them. Give it back. I mean, at that point, you go look. This this argument is. There's no point in having this argument with you. That's how you're going to be able to just do it back to you. Yeah, You're not prepared I, for I, that. I kind of like the whole, kind of like what Larry Korea does. Is there comes a point where you, it's not worth your effort at, at, at some point to try to reason with them. So you just you just make fun of them. You're making a show out of it. Yeah. And that there's, some, there's something to be said about that too. That, that needs to be done. And, and uh, when, when you ridicule people, that's, it's, it, that cuts through you know, the it cuts into the emotion ridicule, you know, like that's, that's, there's an emotional aspect to that ridiculing someone. So you don't, nobody wants to be ridiculed. Nobody wants to be made fun of. And if you're the target of that and it's and it, and it hurts and it's, and it's biting and people are seeing that, that makes an, that makes an example of you because you can't defend yourself. You know, it's not just saying you're a dumb, dumb dummy, but you know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're going after their, you know, their inconsistencies, but you're, you're belittling them at the same time. You're not just saying, well, you know, factually you're wrong, but you're saying you're a dumb motherfucker. Here's why, you know, it's like you have to add some emotional comp- component to your argument is what you're saying. Well, as much as I try and not get into Facebook arguments with people, I just had one recently with uh, a, a Karen over uh, um, an issue where she was talking about, you know, DeSantis sending these, uh, immigrants up to um martha's vineyard yeah and uh she goes uh, somebody posted this did you thing just said, discipline no, no, your no. dog what's that did you just discipline your dog no oh i thought i heard you snap oh i snapped him to come to me yeah <laughs> okay like he's sniffing around the room and i was snapped so like come here okay so um anyway so uh he um or this this woman was saying, no, 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 that's not true. And, and uh, somebody posted something and she goes, oh, is that from the fake news? And the person goes, well, what does the difference make what source it's from? This is what happened. And so she starts posting all these things from NPR and CNN. And I'm like, I said, did you even read these? Yeah. Did you, did you read these articles? Because they absolutely disprove your own point. I'm like, you don't even read your own stuff. You're not a serious person. Yeah. I said, the idea that you think they shouldn't be, uh, you know, that they shouldn't be in Martha's Vineyard because, you know, they should be subject to social services somewhere else. I said, it's just white people wanting the the dirty Venezuelans out of their, uh, 
uh, and uh, Argentinians out of their neighborhood. I said, you're a bigot and a racist. And she did not know what to do with that. She had no idea. So, you know, I was saying, look, you don't even read your own stuff. Yeah. But she didn't. It was obvious. Because even in those articles, they were like, well, yeah, they shipped them out within 40 hours. But they, you know, they felt enriched by their presence there. You know? <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. And I, I said, everything you posted contradicted what you're saying. You know? So it's like, it's like it's a real just, life. You, you have to do that with people. It's like a real life version of like those fake, the mockumentaries, like the waiting for Guffman or what's the dog show one where, yeah. where these doofy yeah. liberals, how just ridiculous they are. It's, it's like real life now, like all this. It's like, it's not even a parody how these people act. It's like, it's like they called in the military to get rid of 50 people. They had all these open rooms. Um, and, and then when they called call in the military to shoo them out afterwards, they get on TV and talk about how enriching you know they were for them. It's it's a it's 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 <laughs> shy, it's it's so funny that if you saw that on a on a on, you know eight years ago, ten years ago, on a, on a mockumentary, you'd laugh and go, "Yeah, that's about that's about how it would be." And then you're seeing it, you go, "Holy shit, it really is how it is." <laughs> well, it's got to be uh, tough. I keep saying this on the Brent Circus's Facebook page. You, um, it's got to be tough to be a writer for the Babylon Bee right now. Yeah. Because, I mean, you've got to be like, you'd say, you know, we could say this because it sounds ridiculous and sounds like satire, but I think they actually, uh, it they, actually happened. I actually did an episode. They have a podcast. They did an episode where they kind of pointed out all the times that they were right. He's <laughs> turned out to be right, like, you know, a year later. So, But I do, I do think it's funny that nobody on the left is amazed that you know, they went there and they welcomed this these busloads of people with open arms and, you know, playing tambourines and cheering and all that stuff. And, and then they said, oh, you know, we're so glad you're here, but you have to go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It was like. And we're sending you yeah, to then, a dormitory. It's it's a military base, but it's a dormitory. Yeah. We're sending We're not lying to you. You know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a dormitory. We're just we're just saying we're not saying military. We're just well, playing that. It, it, and when you say, but you ship them out, and they're going, but it's better for them there. Yeah. <laughs> you, better you called off. in the authorities to, <laughs> to ship these poor people off to a military base to house them. It's, Did it's, you hear, it get more you hear Nancy, Nancy Pelosi, what she said just a couple days ago? Oh, what, what did she say? She says, why are they shipping these people out? These farmers in Florida need people to pick their <laughs> crops. <laughs> of course she said that. Of course she like, did. Oh my god! Of course she did. Did yeah. you? Did, did you? Did anything in your brain register before that came out that maybe this isn't gonna? We need those people Didn't to pick those crabs. Just, well, that wasn't her. Someone just within the last couple of years said something about them cleaning toilets too. Like they're 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 the people that clean your toilets. It's like uh, he, he I wouldn't just, be surprised if it was her. I can't remember. So. It might have been. I can't remember who it was. But there's so many of them. Ridiculous people. Like did you hear uh, DeSantis? Um, when he was talking about the hurricane coming to Florida, how he says, if you're a looter, you know, uh, fuck around and find out basically. <laughs> yeah. Know, we have a lot yep. of guns here. Uh, did you find, yep. did you hear that, uh, four people were arrested in Florida earlier this week in charge of looting homes devastated by hurricane Ian and governor, governor DeSantis revealed that three out of the four were illegal aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Three. Here's the quote. We've had four looters that were arrested and they need to be brought to justice. But you know, three of the four are illegal aliens. They're illegally in our country. And not only that, they tried to loot and ransack in the aftermath of a natural disaster. I mean, they, they should be prosecuted, 
but they need to be sent back to their home country. They should not be Is here it? at all. If I could, I would take those three looters, I would drag them out by the collars, and I would send them back to where they came from. You know, Crow, how dare you and Ron DeSantis uh, not acknowledge these people? They are their tired, hungry, uh, poor masses yearning to breathe free. Right, and and they just want bread to feed their families. Now, I mean... By stealing I, your television. Yeah, I don't know how you turn TVs into bread, but there's got to be a way. Maybe alchemy? Maybe they have the long-lost art of alchemy in their countries. and they, that's. I don't know. I've heard televisions are quite delicious. Okay. It reminds me of that uh, a Charlie Chaplin video our movie video uh, where he's in their depression and he's starving and he starts eating his shoe. Did you ever see that? No. I saw it when I was a little kid and, uh, and he takes his shoe cause it's leather, you know, and uh-huh. he starts taking it apart takes the sole off and he's, and he starts cooking it up and he cuts it up like a steak and starts eating it. And I'm like, oh, he made that shoe look pretty good actually. <laughs> <laughs> Televisions are just the same. So, well, we're coming up on time here. You got anything else? Uh, yeah, yeah, we got a little bit of time here. So, uh, I want to talk about the gas prices real quick. That um, Biden and, and Pierre, his spokesperson, was was touting how how great it was that he released a bunch of strategic strategic oil reserves and and uh, you know passed the uh, what is it the Reduction Act the. Uh, Whatever the inflation fuck. reduction, inflation act. reduction act, and, and and lo and behold, because of that, gases gas prices went down, and then Peter, well, but Peter they're going du- up yeah, again now. Peter Ducey um, just corner and says, "Well, okay, you're taking credit for the gas prices that went down just recently. Are you going to take credit for them going back up again?" She goes, "Peter, you yeah, know, it's, there, it's, there's it's, nuance. Yeah, to there's this. nuance here, and uh, it's it's funny because he went over to Saudi Arabia to beg basically for them to you know to produce more oil, and they said, "No, fuck off." We're not doing it. And then now OPEC is is teaming up with Russia and whatever and saying, yeah, we're going to decide, you know, we're, we're going to do whatever it takes to, to make more money for us and fuck over America. And it's like, you know, by every right, they have every right to. Well, you know, we uh, Katie be- Pavlich was on the radio today saying, okay, so the price of gas when Trump was in office was just over two bucks. Then it went up to five bucks and now it's down to four bucks. And that's uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre saying, see, we reduced your price of gas. Yeah. It, and this is where diversity has got to be killing them. I mean, everybody knows she got picked for that job because she's a black lesbian. You know, yeah, oh yeah. everybody, everybody knows that because she is certainly not qualified. Watch her for 10 minutes and it's obvious. Yeah. Um, and they've got to be saying, shit, what do we do? We can't fire her. You know, <laughs> we can't get rid of her. So what are we going to do? Well, and she just... She is a disaster. Yeah. Well, and, and you know what Biden's, I guess the Biden or the administration's response to the OPEC saying that they're going to raise, or they're going to cut production. That's what they're doing. Um, uh-huh. And which is going to raise prices drastically. You By know, 2 million barrels but, a day. But you know what the U.S. is going to do to counter that? They're going to release another 10 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in November. Yeah, they're going to do that is, in November. So. Which is something like a week's worth of consumption here. Yeah, and that's, that's and that's intended for for natural disasters and war. Just to you know, if we if we can't get oil brought in from overseas and we need to you know fight a war or something, we can have these reserves for our military or for natural disasters. You know how much we've already um, released since uh, since March? One hundred and eighty. Well, it's at its barrels. lowest point ever. Yeah. Uh, from what I heard, a forty-year low. And 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 Trump is the first president that had it topped off in years. Like basically had it like where it should be. 
So he filled it all up, filled up all our reserves, made sure they're there and, and available. And Biden got rid of that, got rid of it all, got 40 years worth of it gone. Yeah. Just disgusting. He just, everything he touches turns to shit. And it always has. Yeah. I mean, he's, I did think it was funny. Did you see that hot mic moment where he says, uh, told that one mayor of like Fort Myers, I think it was hey, talking to him. He with says, Biden's or something. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clay and, uh, Travis were talking about it or Buck and, McLean and Buck were talking about today, and and uh, I think it was Clay who goes, "Does this guy just think he's like a tough guy or something?" Oh yeah, I mean, he he's, always has. He's doing that, oh, you know, his corn pop thing and all this. He's like, "You're an 80 year old man who shuffles when you walk, and you have a hard time remembering where you are. Stop pretending like you're a tough guy." You yeah. know. Yeah, his so. a- his aviators, his tough guy aviators, and uh, I don't know. Talking, yeah. talking about scaring people with shotguns and all. He just ta- or t- talking about taking Trump behind the, the 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 shed. You know, teaching him a lesson. That kind of that kind of talk. It's like, oh, it's just sad. Yeah, you you can't you can't uh, go up a set of stairs at anything more than a fast walk without falling down. Or so ride don't a bike. Tell us how you're going to be taking anyone behind woodshed. I'm sorry, not ride a bike. Sit, stand still on a bike without falling over. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know, and any of these things on their own wouldn't be a big deal. But the fact that they all just keep happening, yeah. You know, so. No, we're we're gonna get to what a couple of years or what's when's the election? Two years. Well, the midterms are uh, are coming up here, and if they take the house, even if they just take the house back, it, you know, government's basically going to be at a standstill, which is fine with me. You know, I still would like to stop funding Ukraine at this point. Well, but if we take the house, that's where all the appropriation stuff comes in. So yeah, they won't got, be. But we got Lindsey Graham in there. <laughs> well, he's in the Senate. Okay. Yeah, we got people like him. <laughs> it's like, can we can we stop with the uh, with the Warhawk bullshit? Yeah. Well, did you hear? It? So uh, Mike Lee, the one of the conservative, well, the conservative senator in uh, Utah, is running, and he's in a tight race. Uh, he's being primaried by uh, another Republican. Huh. who turns out not really a Republican and has a lot of Democratic money behind him. Okay. Um, uh, Mitt Romney won't endorse Mike Lee. <laughs> like, God, you're such a piece of shit. It really is. And it's fine if you don't like him again, just like the Biden stuff. Any of these things taken by themselves, not a big deal. But on the whole, you know, with with uh, Mitt Romney being such a candy ass about everything. Yeah, I was I was fooled years ago when he was running for president. I was fooled to thinking he was a better guy than he is. I, I was thinking, you know, I, he's not he, he'd be a good president. He's he would be bad and then more and more you find out it's like, man, we, I would have been suckered. No, see, I I still wouldn't call myself suckered because I looked at who my choices were yeah. and say you know, well, but, but, and people, but, I hear people all the time say, nope, you got to have the integrity and not vote for the no. one. Well, not voting for the one is just giving the one you don't want more votes. Yeah, I did that with McCain. I, I despised McCain and I didn't want McCain vote uh, running for president. And I held my nose and voted for him anyway. So I knew McCain was a, 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 a shitty dude. But as far as um as Romney, I didn't realize that he was just as shitty. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not as shitty as Obama. Yeah, that's true. And also so. George Bush, George W. Bush. You know, he's in, in hindsight, he's not uh, not uh, not as good as I as I thought he was. <laughs> you know, so. Well, I don't know if George Bush was much of a president. I'm sure he was okay. You know, in the grand scheme of things, but I at least think he was a decent human being. You know, 
I don't think uh, I don't think Mitt Romney is. Yeah, I I just don't. So well, on that, uh, and I certainly don't think America. John McCain was either. Yeah. So anyway, we're up on time. All right. Well, it's been fun. <laughs> it got contentious there when I was being the uh, the the liberal baiter. <laughs> no, it didn't. I just I just shouted you down just like they do. Oh, well, if I would have had a whistle and a bullhorn, I'd have been right in your ear. Yeah, I'd have just pulled out my air horn then. No, so. you know, real quick, uh, you see those videos still, and I still see them, of these fuckers with their with their um, bullhorns, with the yeah. siren, you know, the siren thing on the bullhorn, like the button yep. that does the siren, and they shove it up in someone's ear. Yep. And it's like, how how come I never, ever see somebody just take take their palm, smack the thing into their teeth, and knock their teeth out? I I absolutely would do that. Oh, that's that. I'm waiting for it. And and, and if somebody yeah. goes, well, you just assault him. I said, no, he just tried to blow up my fucking eardrum. That's assault. Yeah. You know. So I was just I react. I just physically reacted to something uh, sc- uh, screeching and trying to blow up my eardrum. And if I so happened to to flail and hit the thing into his mouth, that's his fault. Well, I remember seeing a video of a guy on YouTube who was at one of these um, uh, pride parades. And he was uh, he was on the side doing a YouTube report, holding the camera himself, and a guy, um, this bald guy in a gold thong, was like walking around in front of him. Knew who he was, walking mm-hmm. around in front of him, pulling glitter out of a pouch in his G- in his uh, oh. banana hammock, and throwing it over his shoulder no, at the guy. No, 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 Mm-mm. like throwing it in his face. And That's I'm like, salt. if that guy would have punched him. It wouldn't have been assault in my mind no. because this other guy was trying to provoke him. And not only that, but he's pulling it out of his fucking g-string. What kind of fucking scabies does he have? Yeah, exactly. Right, all over that shit. I mean, that's a exactly. that's a biological weapon at that point. There you go. <laughs> You're just saying that because he's gay. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I got, you hate the bigot. I got I got no comeback for that. <laughs> I was going to try to work in my, uh, he- he's, well, he's a heterophobe. There we go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's my response to that. All, All right. right. On that note, if you want to get in contact with us, what's the best, best way to place do is the Facebook page. Yep. Like, share, comment, give us your topic ideas, all of that. See you. Bye. Bye.